you were talking last week about um, the playing music in a in a room in in school in elementary school. Um, they did pop played pop music in gym to teach us to dance, and uh, <laughs> this is a song I was going to play last week, but I didn't. And this is something I think was would would have been pretty cool, but. This one, when I heard it, it kind of exploded my brain and I danced like a wild man. Okay, cool. Well, yeah. Wild Jerry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, do you remember that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I learned. I learned disco to that, and awesome. a couple other things. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> And overcast. Well, hello, William. Thank you for being here for us. You are most welcome. After the weekend you've had, I mean, uh, I'm hoping you'll share some of that with us. Yeah. Well, I uh, this weekend I um, <laughs> complete surprise uh, won the Iowa primary, the caucuses. <laughs> I didn't know I was even in the race. Um. No, that's I'm not imagine, what imagining this was a party of one you were in. <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, no, it, it was a it was an odd, it was a very odd weekend. Um, uh, half good and half bad. We uh, uh, went to this party, and I'll be talking about that a little bit later. But um, on Saturday night, as I'm getting ready to go to bed, my lovely wife walks out of the bedroom and says to me, I think I'm going to be sick. And I'm like, oh, no, I hope you're okay. And then uh, mm, and you thought two maybe, hours later. Yeah, I think you thought maybe she thought in a couple of days she might have a cold. Yeah. And then uh, two hours later, I uh, was like, uh, sweetie, um, is there anything else I can do for you? <laughs> No, go to bed. And she was in the bathroom uh, all evening uh, with what we think uh, was food poisoning. Oh, wow. Yeah, no one else at the party got it. No one. I ate the same things that she did um, that day. So it could have been something earlier, but uh, it was something else. <laughs> so I I hadn't gotten ready for bed. I hadn't, uh, I, you know, I hadn't done any of my... Uh, long list of ablutions that make me the you know gorgeous creature that you see in front of you so i couldn't obviously couldn't go to bed without doing that stuff so i just sat here on the couch and and listened and worried and <laughs> felt terrible and and kept like tentatively cuz you know you someone involved in that you're not mm. like hey how's it going you, but you're knocking hello <laughs> you know and i'd come in and everything okay and i'd be able to talk to her for just a few minutes and then she'd be like gotta go like all right close the door so she was uh she was at this for hours 
And well, uh, her body was doing the right thing, right? I mean, yeah, everybody definitely. out. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what we said. Uh, so yeah, it was like everybody, everyone out. And then um, immediately after that, when she had uh, gotten everything out of her system, she went into the the traditional Joe sickness, <clears throat> which is immediate high fever, like 102, 102 and a half. <laughs> that just burns and burns and burns and burns. And then it goes away and she's fine. Wow. She has, she has quite an immune system. It's just like... It just you know some some convection oven is turned on in her body and it's like all right crank it up and she and she just like burns everything off and then and she's like oh hey how's everybody yeah it's a good system so so she got through it um, yeah she did twenty four hours or so yeah yeah she did and she's she's still uh, home she'll be going back to work tomorrow but uh, you know it, it was interesting in light of what we talked about last week. Um, it, it also is, it, and you know this too, it also is a problem when your partner that does half of the things around the house gets sick mm-hmm. because you're suddenly like, oh, uh, why don't we have any clothes? Oh, laundry's not done. Oh no, I've got to go to the laundry <laughs> at one in the morning. Like, why isn't the kitchen? Oh my God, the kitchen. Oh, we got to do that. What's, what are we going to eat? Oh, she can't drive. I got to go get food. So, uh. It, it definitely was, uh, it was quite a few days. <clears throat> um, but she's doing better, and uh, I have, um, for the moment, uh, I guess, gotten over uh, cold number two. So I am here at 100% and ready to, ready to, I don't know, make people laugh? Do Is that what we do? What do we do? Do we entertain people? I can't quite. We don't, don't really make do. them do anything. We're just, we're just here if they need us. Yeah. Right, like you were, just over the like weekend. I was, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Except they're the people who are hearing the horrible noises. That's our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the gentle. Do you hear the gentle knock on the door? Are are you guys? All, yeah, you guys was, all right in there? You guys okay? <laughs> you're, you're playing disco music. Um, well, I hope you'll tell us about this uh, party. Why don't I do that? Uh well I could do that right now but do you have anything what's going on with you anything exciting or no a survival no? okay good oh no <laughs> yeah yeah nothing nothing uh, nothing exciting everyone okay no one in the bathroom right now you know, I don't pray into the toilet or... yeah we got rid of our bathrooms it's just easier to go outside oh, okay good sure well you're in you know you're in the country so. Absolutely. That's what one does. All right. Well, let me tell you about the this party then. All right. Beyond the Porch. So, yes, I uh, went uh, Saturday night um, before this horrible uh, bathroom debacle happened. I uh, went out to celebrate a birthday party, uh, a good friend of mine, and um, a bunch of other... These are relatively new friends. Um, I would say, you know, we've gotten to know them more over the last year. And um, and it's really interesting when you go to these, when I go to these sort of things, because <clears throat> I knew there were going to be, oh, I don't know, four or five people that I'd, I'd never seen. And we were going to be playing party games and 
my first response is just like, I just don't want to do this. This is going to be terrible because they're people I don't know. And I have to talk to them and find things to talk about. And I'm always just really resistant. I like my friends, but like, oh, new people. Why do we, why do we have to be new people involved in everything? Yeah, and you're worried um, about getting <laughs> trapped there and having to stay right. a certain amount of time and it's far away or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, oh, God. Um, but almost always what happens is I have a great time and I'm like, oh, these people are great. And um, that's what happened on Saturday night. So it, it, it was... Uh, not too far from us and uh we got together and um two interesting things in this party the the first was this really weird game that we played mm-hmm. now this game is called um front right and center mm. and i, I th- so what you do is you have a group of people and i think the game is usually played uh, you've got these little tokens or something and um, is this some yeah, adult three... version of spin the bottle? It 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 would have been more in... well, it would have been more exciting <laughs> if it was, <laughs> but no, not not really. What I think what you do is you have these tokens and you, you so you have these three dice and you you roll three dice and the dice uh, either come up with an L and R or a C or a dot. And if it comes up with so if it's a let's say if it's a dot C L, you keep mm-hmm. one of your tokens. One of your tokens goes into the center and one goes to the player on your left. So you keep playing and playing until the last person has the last token and then they get all the tokens in the middle. Interesting. Mm -hmm. But the twist on this that they had played was everyone had to bring something from their house that they wanted to get rid of. And those were your items. Those were the tokens? Yeah, so there were things like, you just see these things go around like fake poop, and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm not even joking. In so you weird, don't want to win because you don't want all the you these things. don't want to win. So the twist, <laughs> the twist was, please, please, please don't win. Nobody wants to bring, like, and there were a lot of people at this party. There's just like a whole table full of crap <laughs> from people's basements. That's really cool. Yeah, it was, and it, it really just turned it around, and we were, you know, it, it, when you'd get center, you'd be like, yeah, you know. And, so, like, um, everybody wins except the winner. This is great. That, That's right. <laughs> that's right. Everyone wins except the winner. You get rid of your stuff pretty easily. The winner is just lost. Uh, the winner of the of this game happened to be the host of the party, which was also really funny. Because she did, it was her idea, and she did not want these things. Um, so it was fun, and then you know, at the end of the night, everyone just you know, we said, uh, "Hey, if there's anything in here that you want, you know, take it home." But uh, it was just, it was so, <laughs> it was just so much fun, just hoping, and I, I'd say things to, because I got really, com- I'm like a competitive guy in games, but I am in this one because I didn't want any of this stuff. So I would be like, I turned to, to Joe and be like, don't you dare win this game. And she'd roll and like dot, dot, dot. No, what did I tell you? And I'd I'd get really, you know, oh, I know what must be happening. I'm handing you, okay, I'm going to hand you the dice and you're going to pick the dice to roll because I've been picking the dice to roll. That's the problem. No, that's not the problem. 
and I get really superstitious and right. like, you know, I'm not touching the dice. And um, So I guess we found the way to make me really competitive in games and that's make the stakes for winning something horrible that you don't have happen. That is neat. Sounds yeah. like a good time. It was, some, yeah, it was a great time. Some cool people there? Yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, you know, um, kind of relatively new friends of ours, uh, including a group of people uh, we've become close to. Um, I I was joking to <laughs> was joking to you about this uh, earlier this week because I I really what I wanted to say is yeah I went to a listener party because I I think everyone <laughs> at that party. It's pretty much our entire audience. There, there may be one or two other people, but pretty much everyone was there had listened to the podcast. And and they still invited you. This is promising. And they still invited me and would bring up things, inside jokes from our podcast, which was really strange to me. <laughs> and they make jokes and I'd be like, what are you, how did you know? Oh, that's right. How did you know that I... Um, well, the next time you go to one of these, you need to Skype me in. We'll do like a live show. <laughs> yeah, we should with our with our very small listener base. But um, anyway, yeah, these uh, friends of ours they they live over on uh, Vashon Island, mm-hmm. and uh, the way that <clears throat> Seattle is set up is that um, there are a number of islands that people live on. There, uh, Bainbridge is one of them that um, you can drive to and from Bainbridge. So, you know, the people that tend to live there aren't aren't that much of a sort of island folk. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's easy to get on and off the island. There's a lot of big sort of metropolitan areas and shopping malls and stuff like that. Yep. And then there are two other islands, Whidbey and uh, Vashon. There are some other islands too, but those are sort of the main ones. And every time I visit them on Vashon and every time they come over and talk about Vashon, it just... It fascinates me because of just how different life is. Now, Vashon Island is maybe, God, she will correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think it's like, I want to say 20 or 25 minute ferry ride. In fact, you and I went to Vashon when you were here. Mm-hmm. We we did a little stop off on our way from uh, uh, Bremerton. Mm-hmm. So you kind of know it's really close, but the life there is so different. I mean, everything they talk about is so different. They have horses and mule and uh, donkeys and, um, and they make jam. They have like jam making parties and just like, how is this happening? Just so close to me. It's just fascinating to me. And one of the things that they uh, were talking about that I, I scribbled down in my little notepad, um, was there's, you know, when you when you have these islands, and I saw this in Hawaii too, you end up with people who have a very specific set of skills, and they become the person that you go to for everything. So they were talking about this guy who I I guess I didn't get the full story handles um, septic systems and and that kind of stuff, and and they call him the shit whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just loved. It, you know, yeah, got any problems? Yeah, I got some backup. Oh, I got to call the shit whisper. All right, I give him a call. 
so um i was just amazed by it and you know it's 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 something that you know i i don't know where where we'll end up living i don't know if we'll end up you know ever doing something like that but it's just it's so appealing to me it's a, it's a, in the woods it's like 20 minutes from seattle and and life there is just so so very different um well i'm thinking for some reason i've been watching um northern exposure lately and this is kind of reminding me mm-hmm. a little bit of that kind of an environment yeah right um i, I maybe they can do a reboot and uh you could be the protagonist and like uh the the richest guy in town <laughs> yeah. has purchased you to be the web developer right. for everybody on Vashon Island. Right. That's right. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That I think it is very I mean, you know, I, I haven't had direct experience, but for, from when I've been there it is it is very much just, you know, country living and, and really close to Seattle. You know, when we went there for a, a birthday party, um no, it wasn't a birthday party. It was a summer party last year. In the in the very middle of the party, it was a great party, one of the best parties I've been to in a long time. In the very middle of the party, a woman showed up on her horse. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I turned around, and there was a horse, and there's someone <laughs> riding it, and she's just talking to people, and then she just uh, rides off on her horse <laughs> into the woods. And I'm like... Where are we? It's what weird David Lynchian thing have I landed in? But um, so yeah, it was a it was a it was a great time. I really love uh, I I love that fact about this area that there are just so many little pockets of 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 living that of unique community are, situations. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're very insular, insular and and. Um, they're just right on your doorstep, but you don't have to go very far to experience it. So that's really, um, cool. yeah, it was just really, yeah, it was really great to, to just have that experience and, and, and talk to people and kind of think about what it's, you know, what it's like living here and, and how many things you, know, you take a lot of things for granted when you live, you know, you can just walk out your door and walk to the supermarket or, you know, one of 15, you know? right. Um, anytime you want 24 hours and get anything you need versus living somewhere where you do have, you know, they've got a, town centers and, and, and resources and things like that, but it's, it's definitely more small townish. So it's not like, you know, at, at two in the morning, you're going to be like, Oh, I have a hankering for a donut. Oh, like there's right, a dozen get, places nearby <laughs> for that. You got to plan ahead a little bit. Maybe, uh, Deal yeah. with some limitations on what you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really fascinating. Yeah. Uh, talking about um, going to parties and being uncomfortable with that and not knowing uh, mm-hmm. if you're going to like the people and then having a great time. Uh, that last time I visited you guys last this summer, um, before you took me to the airport, my last event with, <laughs> with you. Oh, my gosh. Was you took me to a party with everybody I didn't know and it, and oh I was like, my oh my gosh, I'm already worried about the I was nervous and, about that party. And still stressed. Yeah. And, but it was a blast. People were so cool. Yeah. And uh, quite yeah, a just, shindig. Just, yeah, some background. That is uh, that uh, more friends of ours. And mm-hmm. this is, that was the crab fest that they hold every year. They fly crab in and they dump a whole bunch of crab on the table. And mm-hmm. then you you eat the crab. Mm-hmm. You go at it, and this, 
you go at it. This was the first time I've ever gone at a whole crab, and I think it was yours too. Oh, absolutely, I believe. absolutely, yeah. And um, <laughs> I mean, the closest experience I ever had was eating lobster tail, which is yeah, totally right. not anywhere near as visceral and, and, for anyone and real. Listening, as this. You, you know, right? <clears throat> Legs are no problem, but then you get to the crab itself, mm-hmm. and I did that once, and I think you did part of it once. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> I remember, I'll never forget it. I turned to you and I'm like, do you want another one? And you said, oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I, it I took an hour, <laughs> and yeah, right. I think you lose weight eating crab because the energy expended getting the bits yeah. is, um, unless you're good at it. And certainly the first time it was like, it's, but it was great. Yeah. Yeah. It, but I, I just, I remember, and we talk about this all the time at party. I remember you cut into the crab and they, they, they taught us and uh, yeah, you, you just think, I, I don't know what I was thinking. It's a live animal mm-hmm. or it was. It's and not so all just say, meat. Oh, yeah. No, you're like, you have to move its intestine over and you have, that's a stomach and you have to move that. It was just like, oh my God, I, I don't want to be involved in this These are lungs. Process. You don't really eat those. <laughs> yeah, right. I, yeah, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty uh, intense, but uh, yeah, that was a party and it was, it was a first time for us meeting a lot of those people and Joe's um, boss was there too and mm-hmm. um, we played bocce ball. First time for me. Me too. Um, yep. And uh, yeah, that was another one of those experiences that definitely was fell into this camp of like that whole day I was thinking, well, it's going to be fun. You know, Scott will be there, so I'll, I'll have fun with you. <laughs> I'll have fun with Joe. And I know a couple other people I like, but like, oh, I do not want to do this. And uh, it was a blast. It's a good time. So Yeah, getting out of your comfort zone almost always pays off. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, well, uh, how about we move on? I've got uh, my own little section of talking about comfort zones. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. My favorite freakout. So I went to a party of sorts as well. Um, mm-hmm. A company I may or may not still work for uh, has an annual company meeting. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, and it's fancy dress thing they do at a usually at a downtown hotel. Um, I don't go every year, but we Jane and I go most most years. Um, but as a result of my most recent experience there, I, I want to talk about island living as well. Possibly a volcano island might be good. Um, mm-hmm. But. Um, <laughs> What's what's so interesting about this is I'm not much of a drinker, but these events seem to be the one and only place where I become an angry drinker. <laughs> and it, and I don't know I don't know what sets me off so much about these events. Um, it's probably just a big disconnect occurs, but um, basically the owner likes a party. And, mm-hmm. um, and so we have this company meeting on the company dime, but it's really just a big fancy dress dinner party with dancing. So, you know, what's not to like? 
um, one year, not, not this one, but, um, uh, my lovely wife, Jane, and I had the opportunity to share the all-important intimacy of helping each other vomit in our hotel room from over-drinking. <laughs> wow. Here, there's a theme going on yes, tonight. Yes, theme. <laughs> themes, themes all over the place tonight. Yeah, absolutely. We're sick with them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Um, I know the um, helping each other when you're drunks sick drunk is usually part of the american courtship process but uh yes it is we waited 20 years into the marriage to go to that stage <laughs> uh-huh. um anyway so anyway this happened again this year as it always does and um six o'clock were to arrive and it's a fancy downtown hotel um i went ahead and used valet parking because money grows on trees right <laughs> right and, um, the reception area was stuffed with 600 engineers and their significant others. The drinking had begun, and it's packed, but then they finally opened the doors to let people find their way to tables. And then around 7 o'clock, the um, hour-long rambling state of the owner address begins, but they haven't fed us yet. And the reason for that is... He doesn't want to hear the noise of people with their plates. It would distract him. So mm-hmm. we have to sit mm-hmm. in silence and listen till he's done before we get to eat. And you've already been drinking, too. And we've been drinking, right. Yeah, that's that's a bad, bad <laughs> recipe. And it's really hard to relate to the owner sometimes because... He started out talking about anecdotes about quality control and safety, typical, you know, good business stuff. And he'd say, because one design mistake or a workplace accident can cost a million dollars. But then it comes a little harder to relate to him. We'll say something like how making that extra million doesn't really help him personally because his wife has a large client account at Saks. <laughs> Great. You know, uh-huh. we can all relate to that, right? Like if sure, like if you made an yeah. extra 100 bucks or I made an extra 100 bucks, uh my wife would just spend it at Barnes and Noble buying books for her for her husband <laughs> right. and children. That's the same thing, mm-hmm. right? We can relate. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> so I think drinking Wow. So yeah, so Very I think Trumpian. Yeah. So I think drinking will help, but it but it doesn't. <laughs> It's just, I start getting, you know, unruly. So are are you, are you feeling unruly because you just don't want to listen to him speak anymore? Well, there's a lot of things going on. I've, I've had two drinks. Mm -hmm. Um, um, I can't, you know, I mean, I feel a big disconnect with the environment and I'm hungry. (laughs) Yeah. And so now it's eight o'clock. And then the COO comes on to announce the Merit Awards. We're still not eating. And this (laughs) goes on. It's like the Oscars, except it's the host that needs to be played off. Because there's like a dozen awards, and each one has up to four candidates. And each candidate is either a person or a project. And he gives each one of those things like a 20-minute description. So oh it took God. him like 45 minutes to give away the first award and still no food, but we can drink. So now I'm in a pretty foul mood. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm surprised that everyone isn't I revolting. I think they were. And... Uh, 
Yeah. Um, we're starting to get that murmur, 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 you know? <laughs> right. But so at 845, he's still rambling on, and he even realizes, okay, this is getting a little ridiculous. I'm only halfway through the awards. So he decides we can all go get food, and he'll just wait, and then he'll continue. <laughs> there are 1,200 of us there. <laughs> and, wow. and But as soon as he says this, me and many folks angrily kind of jump up and head to the buffet without any more prompting. <laughs> right. Of course. Well, yeah, right. right. My, And I've been drinking and I'm thinking, not clearly, I'm not thinking about my wife. <laughs> I've oh, abandoned no. her. I've taken, you know, I've abandoned her for the food table. <laughs> I'm just imagining this scene where it's like, you just leap up. <laughs> I was not the only one. There were 25 people in, in line in front of me by yeah. the time I got there. Um, but my <laughs> etiquette-abiding wife, she's waiting for the table to be directed to go like you would, go. you know, yes. at a fancy place. Mm-hmm. So I'm already back with my plate. I've eaten. 45 minutes go by. Then they come by and say, okay, where's the table? <laughs> By the time she gets through the line, the one entree she could eat is gone. And she is not pleased. No. What a crazy system. It's not a system. It was it's just poorly planned. <laughs> yeah. Um and uh so yeah, I figure it's best if she kill me outside the party. So so we said, honey, let's go. Let's just go. Because you're, you're burping, and she's like, can I just lean in and, and smell some of that? Because that's the only thing I'm eating tonight. Right. <laughs> so we we left. I got, got the car back. They, the valet was really quick. We got out of there. Zoom, we're gone. Took her to a fancy, to a, not a fancy, a restaurant that, that you know, and we had a late dinner. Mm-hmm. And in exchange, she spared my life. <laughs> That is amazing. It just, it irritates me and I wasn't even there because <laughs> the solution is just so obvious. Serve the food at seven, then right. let, the, let the all the speeches happen. If, you know, that would have changed everything. Everyone would have been fine. Yeah. Or just serve the food, serve the food before the alcohol even. That's also okay. It's just like, that is nuts. Mm-hmm. So when did, I mean, did she get anything? She ate? Oh, no, she ate, she ate the side dishes that she got before she got to the entree section and. uh, Like a commoner. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Did you win any awards? Did did you win any awards? uh, No, no. um, Mm. Merit awards are for um, what we refer to as the production staff. Oh, I see. The people who are chargeable. Right. Right. No merit uh, award for you. No merit award Hunger for- Hunger is your for, merit award. Yeah, no merit award for janitors, digital or otherwise. No. Wow. Well, that's, uh, that is uh, that is something. So <laughs> you're thinking about uh, Volcano Island after this, maybe. Yeah, I kind of like to live on an island too, I think. Uh, yeah. Although, if you think about it, my family and I kind of already do- yeah, you're talking yeah. about that, uh, the horse coming by and stuff. You know, I live in a rural mm-hmm. neighborhood. There's like yeah. five acres between houses. Um, our road 
there's no berm on it or sidewalk and cars whip by it somewhere between 45 and infinity miles an hour. (laughs) But it is easy to get to the grocery store and we finally have real broadband. And and speaking from experience, it is also treacherous in the winter because (laughs) there are a lot of dark places that... uh, Ice loves to hide. Mm-hmm. Little <laughs> so, dips and nooks and crannies. It's like yeah, driving through a cratered moon surface yeah. sometimes. Yeah, so you kind of do. It's it's a yeah, it's a it's a nice place uh, out where you uh, where you live. And you know, I've I've got. In fact, they might be listening to this. I don't know if they're listeners or not. But um, I have friends who've lived in Hawaii for for years and years and years, and uh, I get the same sort of feeling when I go visit them. It's just. You know, coming back, even even if for a week, you know, coming back here is just the shock of like there's so much choice everywhere, and there's so many people going everywhere. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think you know, I think after uh, after these last few weeks, you know, um, I think I'm with you. I think, uh, <laughs> I think we should just uh, move this podcast off to some island. All right. You know, once the once the the checks start coming in, yeah, any day now for this, yeah, yeah, then because uh, you know we'll have our first telethon soon, I'm sure, and then then we're just golden, absolutely, yeah. So speaking of um, speaking of our uh, fantasies of leaving all this this crazy chaos behind us and um, moving to an island where we don't have to wait to be fed. Um, I think you might have uh, some music along these same lines. Do you not? I think I may. Music in rear view. Got some island-themed choices for us tonight. These are oldies. Okay. Uh, and I hope they're, origi- they're things that most people haven't heard. Well, I know one of them will be something people have heard, but... Uh, I found in my record collection uh, several old records that had uh, island-themed music on them. Uh, this first one is the oldest. This was on the RCA label back in 1957. It's Belafonte Sings of the Caribbean. Or is it Caribbean? Mm. How, how would you say it? I would say Belafonte. <laughs> oh, that's not what you're asking me. <laughs> Yeah, I guess they're both uh, open to <laughs> improper. Yeah, Belafonte yeah. sings of the Caribbean. I don't know. Okay, and he's he's of course famous for the um, "Daylight Come and Me One Go Home" song. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to play uh, something a little more of a, a little more of a deep cut. Uh, this is called "Don't Ever Love Me." Oh. While in that gay tropic isle I first saw that maiden smile Though I had failed in the past I said this is true love at last But then she whispered to me That our love never could be Destined 
wandered so long this way. This could never be, she said pleadingly. Don't ever love me, I'm just fancy free. This could never be, she said pleadingly. Don't ever love me. Hmm. So what do you think the message of that song is? Um, you weren't listening to the song, were you? <laughs> <laughs> I've caught you in a moment of reading comprehension. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. Don't you ever love me? Oh, interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't... Uh, well, Let's I can read the description of the song from the record. That's pretty sure. Boy, it's a sad song. It says here, Don't Ever Love Me is the song of a flirtatious girl who experiences a moment of conscience. Uh-huh. That is a... That is a, a story of my, uh, <laughs> of pretty much the first 20 years of my life, I think. <laughs> right there. That's, that's why it hit so, uh, I was like, wow, it's really uh, hitting a personal chord with me. Of course, I lived it <laughs> quite some time. Like, look, dude, I'm just playing you, okay? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I'm really interested in you. Oh, no, 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 we're not, uh, I don't, uh, let me, my, my history <laughs> <clears throat> of this was um oh boy okay twofold one was um falling head over heels for every uh gay woman i ever met not realizing <laughs> that happened a lot uh even you know my friends would be like um what are you doing i'm really i think i'm gonna ask her out have you what are you it's like the most obviously obvious gay women like what are you what are you talking about and uh that would happen to me mm-hmm. uh quite a bit um I, I don't remember what the other thing i'm just focused on that so badly I've, I've completely forgotten what the other thing was but um i think there's something we have in common we, we gravitate towards strong women yes yes definitely <laughs> definitely Wow. Well, that yeah. And sometimes we marry them, uh, which brings us to the next song. This is um, mm. the Hawaiian. Well, look at you segueing all over the place. Well, I'm trying. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> Hawaiian wedding song by the Polynesians. Mm. This was on Crown Records in 1978. Mm-hmm. second.
Yeah, just just that's I just listening to that is enough. Yeah. That's um <clears throat> that's some good stuff. You know, I um uh, that falsetto oh, bit there um it, it reminded me of uh you may recall uh, in our deep dark past we were in a band there was one point where we talked seriously about doing the B52's <laughs> song exactly. Rome mm, in falsetto yeah. in not an octave down <laughs> no no there were a lot of uh, a lot of moments when you were you'd say I know the song we're going to cover. It's uh, Bananarama. <laughs> you play this song, and I'm like, what? Do you want to drop it down? If we drop it down an octave, it's just going to sound kind of, you know, we got to sing it. We got to play it here. <laughs> so there was a lot of a lot of that torture that uh, went on. Thankfully, we didn't, uh, <clears throat> I don't, we never covered that one, but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh that kind of music is great. And I have, um, you know, like I said, I've, I've been to Hawaii several times. I, we're looking forward to uh, kind of doing a little planning to, to go again um, in the near future. And uh, there's nothing quite like hearing that music in Hawaii. Oh, <laughs> because, yeah, it it's so nice to hear here, but it is everywhere. I, we'd go into stores and they'd be just playing it on the radio. And it's like, oh, my God, this is. You just you start to drool as you look at this, you know. Do you have anywhere you need to be? No. It's very it's compelling and warm <laughs> and enveloping and yeah. Just you just want to just lie down in the sand and take a little nap. All right. Well, let's play a an old Hawaiian standard. This is All right. everyone's favorite Hawaiian singer, Don Ho. From his Don Ho Greatest Hits on the Reprise label in 1969. Mm-hmm. This is Tiny Bubbles. Oh, yes. Tiny Bubbles. And Make me feel fine Tiny Tiny bubbles Make me warm all over Well, the feeling that I'm gonna love you till the end of time So here's to the golden Silver Sea, and mostly here's a toast to you and me. Tiny bubbles, tiny bubbles, and the wine, and the wine, make me happy.
Ah, the great Don Ho. Yes. Make you feel <clears throat> make you feel fine unless you're waiting to eat <laughs> through the merit awards. <laughs> Angry bubbles <laughs> in the wine. Stop talking. I need to dine. Excellent. <laughs> there we go. Uh, you know that uh, <clears throat> I had to, had to Wikipedia him as um, you were playing it because I I was remembering that I. I've I've seen him on TV quite a bit, and I was thinking it was was that the case? And he's been he was on a whole bunch of shows back in uh, the seventies uh, and sixties. I Dream of Jeannie, The Brady Bunch, Sanford and Son, Batman, Charlie's wow. Angels, McCloud, Fantasy Island. He's TV's Don Ho. He is TV's Don Ho. Uh, yeah, it's good, good, good stuff. It's funny because you know, as we were talking about food too, um, not to 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 bring it all the way back to me, but we haven't talked about me in a while, so I just want to make that point. Um, the other group of uh, women that I was uh, smitten with in my younger days, um, were waitresses. It's pretty much in love with every waitress, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Pretty much was sure I was going to ask them out and uh, until my friend said, uh, they're paid to be nice to you and they bring you food when you're hungry. <laughs> so they're, they're, they're nice by profession and uh, you also get fed. So, of course, you're going to have wonderful feelings towards them. <laughs> you go, oh, oh, right, right. And you realize how, how shallow you're... <laughs> Exactly your desires right. really are <laughs> right what do you need someone who's nice to me and feeds me that's i'm done well that was good stuff that's good stuff. uh yeah i i uh i uh yeah totally enjoyed mr mr ho um i wonder if they listen to i wonder if they listen to much of that anymore i see it always I always think that Hawaiian music is sort of timeless. So, mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember if I heard any of him when I was down there last time. But um, maybe one of our ha- Hawaiian listeners will write in and express. I'd take Don Ho. Is I would take possible. any listener writing in would be fine with me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. On that note, uh, maybe you could tell people um, plead with them if you need to, and if you can. Mm. Where can they uh, find show notes and how can they uh, contact us? Well, <clears throat> if you want to win your the very first uh, Up and Overcast Merit Award, <laughs> um, we don't have anyone uh, nominated for that yet. So if, yeah, if you want to win Yeah, please send a 20-minute description. <laughs> yes, a 20-minute description of your project. Uh, make sure you haven't eaten. And uh, you can send that to uh, podcast at upandovercast.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can also visit us on their website at uh, www. You don't have to say that anymore, William. What am I? What is it, the 1990s? Uh, you can go to upandovercast.com. You can also go to facebook.com uh, slash upandovercast. And uh, we'd uh, love to hear from you at any of those places. 
the nineties <laughs> in your dreams, Fleischman. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, what do they do on Bashan for uh, for internet? Oh, they've got all that stuff. Oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah, they have there. They have all the all the amenities. They have nice houses and stuff like that. But um, and they'll be able to find a, an abandoned one for you to set up your uh, your uh, web development <laughs> shop in. <laughs> I think I think they will. <laughs> it's a great idea. Mm -hmm. I left this amazing bit of uh, information out of the show, which is why I don't like to valet park. But um, why is that? Yeah, you know, well, it just makes valet parking makes me angry because I should be able to park my car if they would just tell you <laughs> where it is, right? Right. I I know how to do this. <laughs> why am I? Why are you? I'll I'll do it for you. No, I know how to do this. I do this all the time. I don't need to pay you to do it. Show me where it's just right over here. I can do that. No, I, you have to pay me to do that. But I could just drive it over there. Yeah, I know, but you have to pay me. <laughs>